What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me tonight to help put the uh, the bow on week number 15. That's right, the Sunday slate. Uh, my good friend John Impemba from Fantasy Alarm. What's up, John? How are you? Howard, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty lousy, John. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we discussed briefly, you know, you get that the dentist appointment this week that we're all uh, a little dreading, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's more than just a little dentist appointment that I'm dreading. I'm, I'm going through this mortifying pain, truth be told. I, I'm not one to complain about pain itself, right? But, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's brutalizing. It really is. Anybody out there who's had mouth pain has dental issues then then you know what i'm talking about so so it was it's been like that for a couple of days right john and you know like hard to focus hard to think hard to write hard to concentrate people got covid left and right being thrown at you mm-hmm. uh and you know it's like you'll you'll look for the one bright shining spot in your day and uh and it turns out the one bright shining spot in your day is the fact that you took the arizona cardinals in your survivor pool today yeah, I mean, what the hell was that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Lions, you know, they're they're on a run now, Howard. You know, they're they're they're, they're are they good now? What happened? They they the Armand St. Brown to finally coming through. Uh, Craig Reynolds, is that his name? He's he's run for a hundred yards. Goff is looking good. I mean, uh, your boy Josh Reynolds catching touchdown passes. I mean, the Lions are uh, are roaring, you know. This was one of the most upsetting things. I'm not going to lie. I was, I, again, you're lying there in just, you know, just this pain that won't go away. Now, I'm taking fistfuls of of painkillers, too, like fistfuls. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just biding my time. And, you know, uh, and, and, and so, like, you know, you can't focus. I'm trying to, like, lay there and try to, you know, because I'm not sleeping and, and having to sit there. And watch these games all happening at the same time and hearing the announcers and hearing it on Red Zone and just listening to everybody be like, oh, my God, this is going to be the upset of the decade. This is crazy. This is nobody saw this coming. I'm like, yeah, nobody saw it coming. It was supposed to be a two touchdown spread this goddamn game. What the hell happened? So I I watched that game because I had some. Uh, James Conner in DFS today as a contrarian play, uh, which I had him at 8% uh, in my league. And uh, I watched them have three possessions from inside the five-yard line. And they came out with a turnover on downs, field goal, field goal. I'm like, what are we doing, Arizona? You have James Conner, who has 14 rushing touchdowns on the year. He didn't even touch the football on the drives that they turned it over on downs. Four straight pass plays. From the five-yard line with James Conner, didn't touch the football. Coaches yes. in the NFL continue to <laughs> blow my mind with their play-calling decisions. The You know, I mean, yeah, the play-calling decisions are crazy. Did you hear the the stat that that, that Jared Goff is like 7-1 and one in his career against the Cardinals and like 4-1 and one in his career against Kingsbury? Or 3, it was 3-0 and oh against Kingsbury coming in here. And seven and one against the Cardinals. I didn't hear that, but that's pretty impressive. He, he it's not impressive, uh, dude. The information that would have been better yesterday, right? Seriously, we need to uh, we need to start scouring the uh, the Twitter worlds, man. 
maybe he was out there. It was unflipping believable, dude. And it, it really, it, like, it crushed my soul because there I am. I'm like popping painkiller after painkiller because that pain won't go away. The pain in my head from from this game is driving me nuts. And to know that, you know, the pool, the 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 uh, the suicide pool, the survivor pool that I was in, um, has you know, it was like 28 of us left coming into this week. Um, and and there's like 140 grand in the pot. Yeah, and, that's pretty wild. Yeah, and so eight of us were able to take the Cardinals this week, and we all did. And we all got douched. What a flipping nightmare! So I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I mean, this this whole day has just been a big blur for me. I don't know. I don't even know what went on, other than the fact that. The Cardinals lost to the Lions, and it was just a crazy, crappy day. Like it wasn't even good football in, during the in the morning. It wasn't good football for most of the day, truthfully. It was that it was, it was, it was kind of wild. Um, your Jets almost won. Uh, they lost by a touchdown to oh, Miami. Yeah, yeah, I had I had Miami minus ten. Mish was like, "Let's take Miami minus ten in the Super Contest." Oh, you were the one who was sitting there on the. Were you like on the fancy alarm show with me or something? You were like, Miami's had double digit wins in their last five games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they won their seventh straight. So, but, or sixth straight <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at the end of that game, I don't, I don't know. Like, they just couldn't stop Zach Wilson at all. Duke Johnson, out of, <laughs> they activated Miles Gaskin from COVID protocol. He's been their lead back all year. Yet I guess we should have seen the fact that he didn't practice as an indication that maybe he was going to be limited. But nobody thought Duke Johnson was going to go out there and finally fulfill the prophecy of Duke Johnson as a starting running back, Howard. Of course, it comes against your New York Jets. 20-plus carries, 100-plus yards, two rushing touchdowns for Duke Johnson today. Had I, you know what, in all honesty, had I thought about that fact, like I, you know, you know, again, Brian Flores, he, he continuously goes back to Miles Gaskin, and he's done it now for for two years, right? Where Gaskin will be out, but then he'll just go right back to him as soon as he's healthy. He goes right back to him. If I if I had like really thought it through and was like, you know what, COVID knocks him out, you know, reduces the uh, the endurance. Yeah, he's back, but like if I had really like put that shit together in my head. Um, I would have uh, I would have given Duke, you know, some some last minute thought, like at least like a like a dartboard throw, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So I, had a buddy of mine, I feel like I, uh, I missed big on that one. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine in a league that I share uh, management with actually suggest picking up Duke this week um, because it's a deep league. It's 14 teams. You, there's running back limits on your rosters as well for what you're able to carry. Um, and we. <laughs> I kind of was like, nah, like Gaskin, I'm I'm not gonna go Duke. And we ended up picking Royce Freeman up instead. Uh so I got I got to hear an earful today while Duke Johnson <laughs> was uh was doing what he did. So yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, in that game, I mean, really, there wasn't any, you know, Devontae Parker, he paid off, right? Yep. But nobody else did. I mean, Tua was like, he was playing like shit. He really was playing like shit, you know? It was like, I mean, a lot of tipped up passes in that game, too. 
you know, so I can't really, I'm not going to blame the interceptions on him per se, but, and there was just, there's really Michael Carter sucked in this game. Yeah, the dude, Jets the game, had no receivers. Coach speak, right? Robert Sala says expecting like a huge workload for uh, Michael Carter in his return. And he essentially split carries and didn't get any targets. Ty Johnson was inactive. Ty Johnson had seven targets last week. They didn't throw to the running back today. Like, no. super frustrating. Um, yeah, just it, this game was just annoying from a fantasy perspective. Um, you know, the fact that Coleman got what he did, the rushing touchdowns went to Wilson and Braxton Berrios, who I actually used in DFS today because he was like $3,200 in one of my three lineups. Uh, he ran in for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, there was no real fantasy goodness out of the majority of this game that you probably had on your lineup today outside of probably Devontae Parker, even Gesicki, who was pretty chalked, did not really have uh, the performance many were expecting. No, he did not. He definitely did not. So let's just get the hell away from that game. <laughs> let's, just get, let's just move it through because that game was just garbage. Uh, Bills 31-14 winners over the Panthers. Um, you know, I mean, not a, the Panthers don't give up a lot of yards. I even said this in the write-up for Josh Allen in the playbook. They don't give up a lot of yardage, but, you know, 210 with uh, with three touchdowns and one pick wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know, horrible. Gabriel Davis paid off nicely with mm-hmm. a pair of touchdowns. Diggs did okay there. Um, again, you know, and I was, uh, over and over again, Cam Newton is the most selfish piece of shit out there. Um, you know, like everybody, they're, they're oohing and on. They're like, whoa, this is the fifth straight game that Cam Newton has had a rushing touchdown, you know, since he's been back with the pa- It's like, yeah, dude, because he just selfishly takes it all himself. He doesn't hand the ball off to anybody. Imagine, imagine Chuba Hubbard, what he could be if he had a fucking quarterback who actually handed the ball off. I mean, that's the part of having Cam Newton on your roster, though, right? It's not Cam's not always calling his own number. The uh, the uh, the play is for Cam to run, especially when they're in the red zone. They just have more faith in the 6'5", 240-pound quarterback don't, who's don't already defend, three Cam. feet don't from the line Cam. to run it in, you know? He takes it himself on. He knows what he's doing. Please, don't don't defend him. I know he's your boy. He's not my boy. He is a selfish son of a bitch. Boy. I'm just saying I understand why teams would go in that. I mean, he had 15, is it 15 rushing touchdowns last year, 12 rushing touchdowns, something like that. I mean, this is who he is right now. He's pretty unstoppable when he's within that goal line range as long as he isn't fumbling. So, um, you know, Carolina's got to score somehow. The one interesting thing about this, Howard, was that Carolina kicker got injured um, in pregame warm-ups. So they were forced to go for it on fourth down all game, and they had to go for it on two. Well, for two every time they scored. So uh, kind of tough looks for them in this one. Yeah, what are you going to do? When Zane Gonzalez, you know, fucking screws you over. When did Devin Singletary become a thing? Listen, I told you on the Fantasy Alarm DFS podcast, if you remember, I said any interest in Singletary as a closeout guy, uh, you know, game game theory, and you, you said no, you poo-pooed me, which is which makes sense, right? It, there's There's not a ton to back that up, but – at the end of the game last week, they started giving him more carries after not running the ball at all in the first half of that game. Uh, Allen really wasn't throwing the ball effectively. They incorporated the running game, and then they just ran a ton at the end. Uh, and, yeah, he ended up breaking one. So, yeah, get through. Yeah. 
Same. <laughs> As you can tell, I've really enjoyed this day. Um, you know what? Arizona, Detroit. We did we talk about this already? I hate Detroit. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, game we talked all. about it. You I'm gonna say this though. Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray is a little bitch. Like you see him on the sidelines, you see him like going at his players and stuff like that. Like he's Tom fucking Brady. Like Brady, when um was, was it Keyshawn Vaughn who dropped this like just really like easy, easy little dump off yeah. pass would have been a great play. Um, a yeah, screen. Yeah, he just he just like fell backwards and dropped it. Right. And like Brady was just like they they show Brady's face and he's like, God damn it, right? Like you know Brady can go at somebody for that. You know it's a stupid drop. It's a bad drop. Kyler Murray goes at anybody. You know, when he goes, at, you know, coming back at yelling at A.J. Green for not coming back soon enough on a ball. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. was, I mean, like, I, th- I thought A.J. Green could have driven into that ball a little bit more. I mean, he ran a flat route and the, and he waited for the ball to come to him and the defender ran past him and picked it off. I mean, was it a great pass? No, but I also felt like Green probably could have put a little more effort into that play as well. You got to know where the defender is when you're getting the football thrown to you. There were plenty of other times where Kyler Murray was like stomping and kicking and being all pissy and shit. Oh, yeah. You lost to the Lions today, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, dude. Uh, Jacksonville bucks the trend and they uh, they do not become uh, another team that fires their coach mid mid season and uh, and and wins or at least covers the spread uh, as they got beaten up by Houston. Jacksonville's just bad. Like yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not—he's not a good quarterback right now. No, yeah, he's a rookie. There, the offense isn't really flowing too well with them. Um, you know, they—they they brought Bevel was their coach today. Uh, we know that generally, you know, that's a run-heavy scheme. But Bevel there as a play caller, they got Robinson on the field and he was productive. Hey, big shocker—you're one of your best players. You, you don't play—you don't play Carlos Hyde over him. Uh, good things happen. Um, you know, the rest of the team, you know, again, there there was just a lot of inconsistencies with them uh, today. Houston, Davis Mills started off really well, trailed off big time there in the middle of that game. But those who played Brandon Cooks were paid off with an early touchdown and they got paid off with a late touchdown. Uh, another big game out of him, seven for 102, two scores. That's all you really want to do with this game, though. You're not touching the running backs, even though Burkhead, uh, had six for 41. You know, you're not really playing that. So you can six, keep on 16 for 41, not yeah. six for 41. No, I said 16. I coughed a little bit there. I was, I was covering myself. <laughs> 16 for 41. I mean, the uh, rain, had I had I known that it was going to be like a fucking monsoon from the second th- quarter through the third quarter. Yeah. Right. It like let up. And it, it didn't start early on in the game. And then all of a sudden it started at the close of the first quarter. And then it was like on and off, on and off, on and off, and then it stopped in the fourth. Yep. Yep. Where's Where's the fucking meteorologist on that one? Uh, weather Center. I think we can go to. <laughs> um, in in one of the most boring games, also, but again, bucking the uh, the gambling trend. Uh, third road, third third straight road game. The teams uh, win or cover uh, only thirty to thirty five percent of the time. Unless it's Mike Glennon under center for the Giants, because the Cowboys did not play a good game at all. Their offense looks like shit right now. 
Um, it was all field goals, right? It was everything. It was all Greg Zerline and uh, the touchdown from uh, from Zeke in the beginning. And they missed the extra point. Yeah. And then the touchdown at the end of the game from Dalton Schultz. And they missed the extra point there. Yeah. It was like, so you might as well have just said, you know what? We're kicking seven fucking field goals today. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, people were high on Dak. He's one of the highest roster quarterbacks today. Uh, I don't know what's going on in that offense. Zeke, again, you know, we got off that early touchdown, the 13-yard run, but didn't really look good, didn't have much burst. Uh, Pollard actually looked pretty good, but, uh, yeah, nothing was going. Dalton Schultz, you know, he was in the contrarian corner video. Uh, wish I had more exposure to that instead of Gasicki. Uh, would have had a much bigger day, I'll tell you that much. Yep, yep, yep. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. And yeah, I did a I did cash lineup uh, example um, over at Fantasy Alarm, and the first one I did was with Dak Prescott, and then I did one with like three minor changes in it, right? And it was like I added Aaron Rodgers instead of Dak, and then there was like a there was Christian Kirk instead of I think Devontae Parker, maybe. Um, whatever. It was just uh, and yeah, Dak Prescott sucks, man. Yeah, he's three, just, he's just bad three right or four now. now. Three or four bad games out of him. So uh, tough trusting this Cowboys offense down the stretch, even though they're winning some of these games. It's very tough to trust right now. Very, And it's tough to trust because, again, you know, you look at it. They threw to, what, eight different receivers mm-hmm. today? I mean, eight different pl- players caught passes. I mean, like, how do you know? How do you know what to do? I mean, you had Amari Cooper who had five targets today and Gallup had five targets. They caught five passes. They caught 50% of what was thrown at them. Mm -hmm. Garbage. Garbage. Unbelievable. Trying to think anybody, you know, nobody, nobody did anything good. The Saquon Barkley didn't do anything good. Like, that's the thing is that we're looking at this day right now. And so far, the player who's done the, the two players who we've mentioned right now who have done the best or three players are Duke Johnson, Gabriel Davis, and Brandon Cooks. Yep. Pretty much. That that right there tells you just what kind of a day it was in fantasy. Yeah, it wasn't good. It doesn't get much better with the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. Uh, Tennessee uh, basically gave that game away at the very end. But even then, uh, you know, Pittsburgh didn't do much uh, offensively in this game. Their defense actually came through, put them in some positions. But Big Ben, 148 and no, no passing touchdowns today, did get a one-yard uh, rushing touchdown, but he had he finished the game with three carries, zero yards, one rushing touchdown. Uh, Najee Harris, 12 carries, 18 yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson was mega chalk. I think he was like 30% rostered on FanDuel, five catches, 38 yards. Pat Fryermuth uh, left that game with a pretty bad concussion. Uh, James Washington, zero catches for Chase Claypool today. Uh, just Ugly, ugly, ugly things coming out of Pittsburgh in a game they won. Uh, Dante Foreman, over 100 yards rushing uh, and a couple of catches. He actually left that game with an injury, was able to come back. And then maybe the biggest surprise of all, uh, Julio left the game with a hamstring injury. <laughs> what a crazy surprise. Now, how in the world did you get caught? You sent me uh, you sent me a couple of lineups early this morning. Yeah, I fully, pay- I fully pivoted off them, thankfully. <laughs> I came to my senses. You know the the one a.m. lineup building of. Big oh well, ben. thanks thanks for the thanks for the heads up on there because I was like, oh okay, he's on them. You know what? Let me let me build a GPP lineup with uh, with Big Ben and say. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I can't. I, I I looked at it hard. I didn't do a complete fade, so it wasn't a complete fade. But I wasn't as 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 full exposure as the initial lineups that I had sent you. Um, this is what I was looking at. This is this is where my brain was, and I actually I talked about it on the Contrarian Corner video because sadly uh, this week that corner, that video wasn't as good as the as previous weeks. Uh, we hit about it on Dalton Schultz, and that was about it. But we looked at all these point spreads this week, Howard. Right, five of the nine games had double digit point spreads. They were all pretty much low game totals with the exception of Atlanta. San Francisco was like 47. But Pittsburgh, Tennessee was sitting at like a 44 game total with like a two point spread. I'm like, all right, like competitive game, kind of an intermediate point total. Big Ben is thrown for 40 more pass attempts in like three of the last four games. Neither team's defense is really good. I'm like, maybe this one surprises uh, Pittsburgh's home. Uh, yeah, I kind of was maybe looking to build some of the momentum off there. They just they both sides came out completely flat. Nobody was able to do anything. Uh, so yeah, I was able to spare myself uh, from the full exposure that I had. And I did keep one of the lineups there. Um, he got the rushing touchdown, which saved, but you know, obviously Deontay didn't really come through um, for the other part of that stack. So uh, not my, not my best uh, performance there, but it was such a bad week as we've talked about, you know, all of the parents, all of the chalk running backs missed with the exception of Robinson and then Jeff Wilson, which we haven't touched on yet. I didn't even know Jeff Wilson was going to be as popular as he was um, this week. So that one kind of flew over my head. Uh, I know. Well, it was see, I, you know what? I, I kind of figured he was going to be popular because, you know, whatever people hear that Elijah Mitchell is out. Right. And they automatically just, you know, they're like, oh, it's Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson. If you watch Jeff Wilson in the game before, Right. I mean, the dude just he just he looks gas. He has trouble getting to the outside. He doesn't look very strong uh, as a runner goes. And and, you know, and and having Debo in there like that's, you know, that's that's poaching carries and that's poaching stuff over at the goal line. So, you know, I I knew he was going to be chalky because everybody sits there and talks about him like he's like the be all end all in that in that offense. But I just, I was like, I just don't believe in him. Yeah, I, I was also, my, my thinking there was, especially after seeing the roster ship numbers of all the other running backs, like Michael Carter was 20 plus percent. Robinson was 60%. Uh, Gaskins was 25%. I'm like, where, like, obviously these are all the chalky running backs. So then to see, to see Wilson in that same 20% range, and he ended up having a really big day. It's because there was no real top tier running backs to spend up on. Now I was kind of bullish on Mixon. Again, it didn't end up working out. They didn't run the football like I expected them to. Uh, we see Cincinnati go whole drives with just handing the football off to Joe Mixon. And this one, they went entire drives with just throwing the football when the way to attack Denver has largely been to run the football. Again, they ended up winning, but Burrow didn't really have a great game. Uh, no, no, neither side was either really impressive there. Um, pretty bad injury to Teddy Bridgewater. Um, taking to the hospital, concussion, all that stuff. Uh, so Locke ended up getting in that game late. But uh, yeah, I mean, Higgins, bust, Burrow, bust, Mixon, busted. Like none of these guys. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a 56-yard touchdown, but nobody played Boyd. So, you know, no, again, and again I, there was I, no real value. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon were good. But again, like, you know, they weren't they weren't any like winning plays. So it was just another ugly game. Yeah, I I wasn't on anybody really in this game. I had Mixon in the playbook. Yep. 
And I was like, okay, good, good, good. You know, it's funny is that I had both defenses in there, Cincinnati's and yeah. Denver's. Yep. We talked about the Denver one. You and I pointed that out to you. I was like, look at how many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked on the other side and I was like, well, what about the Bengals defense here also? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm like looking at the defenses and I'm like, all right, you know, and I really like, okay, so Albert, Albert Okwebedum, the, uh, the tight end for yeah. Denver, I, you know, I had him in the, uh, in the playbook, right? Yeah. Three for fifty. He led. He led Denver receiving yeah. yards. But yeah, I didn't have any of the. Uh, I, I only had Joe Mixon in there. Um, I wasn't really. I, I wasn't into this game all that much because it just. It did. It had like just the the vibe of just being a a dead game. And you know, I'm like so sick and tired of like loving the Bengals only to see them like shit the bed so much on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. So again, this is just it's just all day. These are just bad football games to watch. And they're bad football games to watch because all of the big players that we wanted to use, those games got moved, right? <laughs> like they got yeah. moved and they were on prime time. And listen, uh if, if New Orleans Tampa Bay was on the main slate, that would have been a big disaster as well, given how that game finished. Um, oh. you know. So I the, the highlight of the day was obviously Baltimore Green Bay, right? Like that was the game that if you wanted action in on. Uh, you wanted some exposure there. Yeah, that was that was literally the only. I mean, San Francisco, Atlanta wasn't bad, but you know, obviously, like you said, it was the Jeff Wilson side of things that you needed to be on there. Yeah, Wilson um, I mean, Kittle was okay. Debo got there, but Kyle Uchess ran for a touchdown. Debo Samuel caught a t- ran for a touchdown. Uh, Jeff Wilson ran for a touchdown, and then uh, Jennings caught a touchdown pass. So like, you weren't playing Uchess. I think Debo was bad chalk. Again, he was a guy that was 16, 17% rostered as one of the top priced receiving options on the day for a guy that, you know, this is the first time in a while that he's actually been utilized as a receiver as, you know, the last few weeks, he's largely been getting just carries. So he was able to turn six carries uh, into one touchdown for 10 yards. He added four catches for 60. So he got you there, but yeah, you know, I felt like if he didn't score like the last few weeks, like his floor was pretty low for where you had to pay up for him. So, um, you know, you played him. It worked out. I didn't think it was a great play. Kittle uh, was pretty solid. And on the other side, uh, Pitts came through at the very end. He was doing nothing for most of that game. Uh, and then Gage caught a touchdown pass. Gage did catch a touchdown pass. I was in on Gage. I was in on Pitts today. Um, I, you know, both those guys were in the playbook. I used, uh, you know, I used gauge in, in a couple of spots. I used pits and a, uh, as a, as a flex play over on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I said the same thing about Debo. I, you know, just the fact that, you know, we talk about guys being touchdown dependent all the time. Um, you know, if Debo doesn't get into the end zone, then, you know, his numbers just really aren't good. And like you said, yeah. He makes up for it today with the four for 60, you know, through the air, right? That's like, okay, there's, there's 10 points though, that, that we haven't been seeing from. Him. Right. So this like six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown, that's kind of like where he's at. And this dude's, you know, he's, he's like eight, 8,200 or something like that. Right. Or, yeah. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, that was just, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I was there also. I was there also. So Jeff Wilson comes from out of nowhere there. Uh, Gage does well. Debo doesn't hit his mark. Kittle, okay. Again, Mark Andrews was the uh, the play of the day. Yeah, it's yeah. Green Bay. Um, 
what was the record they were talking about? I, I missed what record they were talking about for Aaron Rodgers that he didn't get. He was he was looking like he was going to throw another touchdown pass, but he didn't. Yeah, I, I missed what I heard them mentioning. Uh, it was something with Brett Favre. He tied the record for uh, Packers all time touchdowns, I think. Um, oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rod- I mean, listen, Rodgers is great. He was so I was I was thinking that Rodgers was going to be the contrarian play on today after I saw the the roster numbers on Kyler because uh, Kyler was pretty highly rostered today. Um, but Rodgers was kind of right in that same range on DraftKings. He's like 14 uh, percent came through big time. Uh, Dylan poached the touchdown uh, off Aaron Jones. Jones was still able to find the end zone uh, on a on a pass play there, uh, but he led the team in carries. Uh, MBS, you know, big, big receptions there for him. Some big plays and got the touchdown. Uh, Adams scored, but let down for what you're paying for. Uh, over mm-hmm. 8K, top price receiver, only gave you 16 fantasy points. Not exactly what you were looking for, but he was also 40, 50, 60% owned, depending on your platform. Uh, on FanDuel, he was 60% rostered in my in my contest. So, you know, it's okay in those circumstances if, like, he doesn't totally work out. Because you're kind of with the field there. Because you are kind of with the field. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well. And then Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley broke the slate. And Tyler Huntley. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame this kid's going to have to go back to the bench next week so we can all watch Lamar Jackson suck again. I was going to say, does he go back to the bench? You know who should go to the bench and maybe take off the headset maybe go for a long walk is is Harbaugh, uh, who again, now... Didn't go for the game tying extra point, went for two, missed. So this is now three weeks in a row that Baltimore's lost. Two of the three weeks they've lost because instead of kicking the extra point after scoring the touchdown, they went for two and missed. So Baltimore is now the eighth seed in the AFC uh, division conference. Rather, they're now one and three. Uh, they have a one and three conference record. Uh, sorry, one and three division record and a five and five conference record. There's a chance that Baltimore isn't even in the playoffs if they lose next week, right? Like the the, the, the decisions that Halbar is making right now is mind-boggling. And I understand he was like, well, we're thin in our secondary. We're missing our safeties. He's thinking, well, if we give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, then over time we're going to lose. Okay, but like at least give your chance, a, a, your team a coin flip chance at maybe getting the football because if you hadn't realized, Green Bay wasn't stopping you either. And then the game against the Steelers, they weren't stopping you either. So, like, right. you know, you're you're just trying to win it then instead of giving your team an opportunity in overtime. Never mind the fact you have a kicker that can kick it 60 plus. You know, hard, the, I know analytics is always saying to go for it, but I mean, he's literally cost his team two wins now, the potential for two wins now by going for it there instead of kicking the extra point. Yeah. Well, they still love him in Baltimore. I still yeah, love him. I, there. There's got to be a lot of questions there. And I can, I can only imagine what Talk Sports Radio in Baltimore is going to be like uh, tomorrow morning after another decision like this. All right. And then the last game of the night was uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. And that one, dude, 9 nothing. That was just, <laughs> I mean, what else do I mean? What do you say about something like that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Evans and Godwin both got hurt in like what the second quarter of that game and weren't able to come back. Fournette, Fournette got hurt and left. Yeah, Fournette got hurt again uh, there, and after that, Brady was just left with the backups and like Gronk 
And the Saints sort of just knew to like, all right, we'll throw three guys on Gronk and make like Tyler Johnson beat us. And Tyler Johnson couldn't get open. So Brady was just frustrated uh, at that point. But the Saints didn't do anything either. You know, like they weren't able to get much going. Kamara, 11 carries, 18 yards, two catches, 13 yards. If you're in the fantasy playoffs and you had Alvin Kamara today, yikes. <laughs> right, like, oh, yeah. Listen, if you had Alvin Kamara, you know how many people started Taysom Hill? I thought Taysom Hill was going to have a better day. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. And now, you know, now I'm like worried about, you know, because I'm going to have a bunch of people coming at me. Yeah. Or like, you know, oh, you told me to start Taysom Hill instead of Jalen Hurts. I'm like, but Jalen Hurts, yes. you don't know if he's going to play or not. That was that was the biggest question today on the Fantasy Long live stream with me and Andrew Cooper. Biggest question in Discord, biggest question on, t- on Twitter. Everybody either had Jalen Hurts or Taysom Hill and had to know who to play. And we directed them to Taysom Hill the whole time for a few reasons. One. Yeah, not only just the uncertainty with Jalen Hurts and the ankle, and I know he practiced, but the reports were that even then maybe he was looking a little slow. But there's a really good chance that he may get benched in this game. If he comes out two for eight, two for nine in the first quarter, and they're in a position where they're trying to win and make the playoffs, and Gardner Minshew just got them a win the week before, and the offense is looking good, like who's to say Jalen Hurts finishes that game? You know, I thought I thought at the very least Taysom was going to have an opportunity here, but they didn't need. They were never playing from behind, so they didn't need Taysom to make like unnecessary plays or 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 you know extend the play more than he had to with the way this was going. So uh yeah, I think we're both gonna be eating a little crow from those uh in FA Nation, unfortunately. But we'll see, right? Like <laughs> Hertz could go out there, like I say, play two series, look terrible, turn the ball over and get benched. So uh we'll just have to see how it plays out. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so just nine games today, not a whole hell of a lot of action, really. Not a whole hell of a lot of action. A lines were low. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just, it was kind of a shit day. Yep, A lines um, were low. Most do? shock missed, except for the receivers that all hit, and everything else sucked. <laughs> yeah, everything else sucked. You had a lineup that that would have scored two hundred nineteen point nine points in the uh, out of just the playbook players. Mm-hmm. Um, you would you would have had it done. So, you know, I mean, the plays were all there. It was just, you know, we just kind of. Yeah, I, we, we spent we spent up too much, right? <laughs> if you left twenty seven hundred on the table, you, you would have been fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, before John and I, uh, you know, sign off, we obviously have to take a look at the next two days uh, here and talk about the games or at least the Monday games for that matter. So we'll take a quick time out. We'll pay our bills. We'll thank our sponsors uh, with this commercial break. And John, I'll be right back to give you our Monday night pick. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, John, Monday night madness here in the NFL. Well, Monday afternoon madness for me. Got two games going on tomorrow. Uh, Raiders Browns in the early game. That's at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then it's Bears Vikings. Um, we'll start off with uh, with Raiders Browns. I guess Baker Mayfield's back. Um, you know, guys are guys are slowly but surely coming back. The Browns minus three. Um, I've I've got the Raiders. I've you know I took the Raiders in a uh, in a, in a pool because they were um, 
Uh, I don't even remember what they were getting in the uh, in the super contest. I didn't take him in the super contest. I did take him in the picks wise pool because the Raiders are getting five and a half. Actually, um, the line is minus three right now. What do you got? What do you what are you thinking in this one? Um, as much as I dislike Baker Mayfield, um, I think I'm leaning Cleveland here. Uh, I, I think that their defense is still pretty solid. And they're home, and they have Nick Chubb. And I think that's all it's going to take because, as we've talked about now for weeks, Howard, uh, you can run all over this Las Vegas. So uh, not only that, uh, they're also not very good at all defending the tight end. Uh, David Njoku, I think, is going to be perfectly fine here to, uh, even with Baker, uh, go up against Las Vegas here. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Cleveland. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think Cleveland can win this game. I'm hoping that, you know, I just I cover the spread in the uh, in the picks-wise pool. You know, they can just win it by a field goal, and I'll, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the offensive line. It's, you know, who's going to be back from the offensive line for the Browns? Is it going to be anybody? Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's it's pretty easy to run on the Raiders. And, you know, no, they don't do the tight end well. Najoku was a great call, right? Like, we, we I think – I know I'm sure Coop was saying something about it, but as soon as Austin Hooper got COVID and, and like Landry landed on the list too, it was like, who else is there? It's like Donovan Peoples Jones and David Njoko. It's all you got. Right. That's why I'm hoping they give the ball 30 times to Nick Chubb. Yeah. 30 times to Nick Chubb would be nice. Uh, Vikings bears. Uh, the whole, the bears whole secondary has COVID now. Not that it was any good to begin with. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't remember it, uh, you know, that, that that mattering, but not good when you have to deal with Justin Jefferson uh, and KJ Osborne. And uh, I'm still expecting them to run the ball a lot with, with Cook here, too. So uh, Minnesota should walk, win this one walking away, I think. Yeah, those, those, so much for the Monday night home dog. COVID ruins everything. Really does. Everything. Yeah, I think so it's going to be pretty interesting scoring-wise. I mean, listen, Minnesota's obviously... Uh, lost the the Lions, nearly lost the the Steelers. Um, they released Prashad Breland, not that he was good, which is one of the reasons they let him go. But you know, I, I have some hopes for for Mooney. I think this week. Okay, well there you go. We'll hope for Mooney. Um, I guess <laughs> be like Mooney and Jimmy Graham. Those are the only, only two guys who catch touchdowns for Chicago these days. Yeah, sadly. I need Montgomery in a fantasy league, though. So I'll take if Monty can do anything, I'll appreciate it. Ah, there you go. All right. Well, f- keep our fingers crossed for it there. Yeah, I like Minnesota to win. The principal in me will just say Bears plus six and a half. Just because Minnesota, everything comes down to like the last second with them. Everything does. So COVID or no COVID in that secondary, I'll just say take the Bears in the I can play a lot of close games, too. Um, but. What's that? Vikings play a lot of close games as well. That's what I said. The Vikings do play a lot oh, of I close think games. Bears. It always comes down to the last second. My bad. No. No, no, no. You must be watching a basketball game out of the corner of your eye while you're no, recording. No basketball right now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight on Anti Up. Uh, I'll be back with Adam Ronis tomorrow. We'll get Adam's thoughts on what it was like to be at such a shitty Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, they won, but man, did that game suck. So we'll hear from Adam tomorrow. 
Uh, and then he and I will also will break down the Tuesday night game. So, uh, John, any final thoughts, parting words? Uh, just be wary of, of COVID news here, people. Just because the person is currently uh, available to play, uh, that could change at any notice. So just be by your phones, be uh, you know mindful of the news, and make sure you got options. Amen, brother. Amen. So that's going to do it for us here on anti Big Thanks to all of you out there for liking and subscribing. For John and Pemba, I'm Howard Bender.